0: Recording another episode to our Grafistania Neo4j podcast. And this morning, I've got a wonderful colleague of mine in Malmö, Sweden, on the other off- side of this Skype call. And that's uh, Konstantin Lutovic. Hi, Konstantin.
1: Hello, Rick. Thanks hey. for having me here.
0: Thank you for coming online. I appreciate it. Uh, Konstantin, um, you know, you've been a software engineer at Neo4j, I think, for, for, for a couple of years. But you triggered my attention in a very peculiar way, right? <laughs> it was a, uh, an email that you sent out announcing a new version of the, one of the Neo4j drivers that exposed some async APIs. And um, I told you this story about uh, one of my old professor at, professors at university that basically said that async works and sync does not. <laughs> And uh, I wanted to uh, have a chat with you about that. Uh, Is that okay?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So So, uh,
0: maybe you can introduce yourself first a little bit. You know, who are you? What do you do? And what's your what's your how you got to the wonderful world of graphs?
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, So my name is Constantine. I've been a software engineer at uh, Neo4j for slightly more than three and a half years, I think. Um, I've spent most of my time, uh, like two years or something, in uh, working in the kernel team. That's the team that's responsible for transaction handling, store files, indices. I I also did a bit of HA clustering maintenance there. So then I spent a short amount of time in Cypher team working on initial version of the compiled runtime where we try to generate Java code and bytecode. Uh, for query execution, uh, which proved to work and give quite a significant performance improvement. And uh, right now I'm a member of the drivers team and I'm mainly responsible for Java driver, JavaScript driver and uh, server-side component, which handles network connections, bolts and everything.
0: That's a pretty impressive CV, my friend. Uh, You've been around.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I find it quite fascinating to Uh, rotate once in a while and experience um, different parts of the company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it's like, you know, going from like the the bowels and the internals of the kernel all the way to basically one of the product surfaces, right? The thing that end users interact with, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So in kernel team, everything is quite low level. And uh, in driver's team, we actually, we're actually responsible for the surface that users interact with. So we are, we get to like Decide what what the API shape will be and everything, and also you one would never experience JavaScript in the kernel team, which is yeah, which is quite a special thing. Good and bad, drivers. (laughs) Yep.
0: Hey Constantin, but you triggered my attention with uh, this new async API in the in the Java driver, I think, right? Uh, Well, what's that all about? Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, So. Before 1.5, the only driver that provided Async API was the JavaScript driver, and that's only because that's nature of the language and that's the only way to do I.O. Um, so for 1.5 release, we added Async API to C-sharp driver, which is uh, actually really good with handling asynchronously, and uh, the language itself has really good support for Async programming. And we're we're almost done adding support for Async API in the Java driver. And we've released 1.5 RC release. Um, so the Async API was quite a popular request uh, because people are using um, Async frameworks and Async systems like um, Scala Actors or uh, and uh, Spring Reactive Repositories.
0: And what does that offer actually? You know, what what does the async functionality uh, bring to you know a layman user? Can you explain that a little bit more?
1: Yep. Um, so I think with uh, async API, users are able to achieve more uh, throughput with less resources. So they will need a smaller amount of threads to handle a large amount of network connections and interactions with the network. So. Less amount of threads will be able to execute uh, more queries in parallel
0: and that's why basically because in, a, in an async paradigm you can you can fire something off some kind of a request and 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 just be notified when when the response comes back instead of you know having to constantly monitor when the response comes back is that is that
1: fairly yep, accurate yep. yep that's pretty accurate so thread will be able to execute a query and then it will be notified when Query is executed and response uh, came back, so the thread won't have to be blocked, actually waiting for response to come back.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I, I was telling you about it earlier, right? It's 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 this this programming paradigm that I think has been really popular in in like uh, highly available telecoms and mainframe systems over the years. Uh, a Very robust way of working, I think, right?
1: Yep. Like um. That. So it gained a lot of pop- mainstream popularity in last three or five years, I think.
0: Mhm. Yeah, very cool. So, so how did you get in into Neo4j? Actually, you know, well, what's your history with uh, with uh, you know working on graphs and graph databases? Uh, anything uh, Anything that you want to call out there?
1: Um. So my main exposure to graphs. Uh, happened when I joined Neo4j. I did not have any production experience with graphs or graph databases or Neo4j before joining Neo. Um, but I like it so far and I really like the the model, the graph database graph model and the expressiveness of this model. Um, so I felt always felt like when you when you try to uh, put your data in a in uh, some some other kind of database, you always have to kind of tweak your data uh, to make it fit the, the model. But with graph databases, uh, you can just align your data and it lays properly on the graph model, yeah. which I find quite nice. And especially this is really hard with uh, relationships in the data. So I guess it's pretty easy to fit any entity in any kind of uh, database. But relationships are really hard. Could
0: not agree more, absolutely. And now you've been around, uh, working on different parts of the project, right? So, so what's the what's the the coolest part that you've worked on so far? You know, what, what, what do you like about the different parts?
1: Mm. Right. So I really like uh, kernel team and the fact that kernel team is uh, works on a really low level stuff. So. Um, I guess it's quite uncommon for Java developer to actually experience this kind of low-level programming. It's not a lot of companies that do this. Mostly, I guess, Java is about like enterprise kind of applications, and um, it's quite rare to, to be involved in this kind of lowest level uh, of tooling and platform.
0: What you're saying is you're a real geek, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
0: In a good way, in a good way, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. (laughs) At the same time, uh, in the driver's team, um, you get to experience uh, all these kind of modern technologies and you get to feel where the world is going, like the world is going, I think. Uh, So you get to experience uh, this uh, immense JavaScript infrastructure and the amount of frameworks and amount of technologies that arise there. and. you get to feel like how people want to interact with neo4j and uh, which kind of apis they prefer and they would like to have
0: any any kind of you know bizarre requests that you've had recently from end users where, where you thought that wow that's really something that i didn't expect
1: um, i didn't have anything like that recently but uh, i have i definitely have one prominent example so at some point we've received requests to remove uh locks from the database because uh, because users were experiencing deadlocks and they said yeah we do not want those deadlocks so let's just remove locks so that was quite quite an interesting request
0: yeah well I can see how you would not want deadlocks, but that's not
1: really yeah, the—that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. really the... probably not the best way to get there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, that's that. I think that will have led to a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's correct. So, uh, of course that in you know, you know, we we uh, we always end this uh, this podcast recordings with uh you know looking at the future so i was just wondering you know where do you see this going where do you see your your work on the drivers going where do you see our industry going um what's in your crystal ball
1: yep so i think um with drivers we'll be going more and more towards async and reactive uh, we will definitely need to uh, adjust the bolt protocol for better support of async reac- asynchronicity and reactivity. Um, is that also... That's
0: that's already in the works, you think, or um, is that being planned?
1: Uh, yeah, that's been planned, and I think we will try to address some parts of this in uh, upcoming 2.0 release of the drivers, like a major release of drivers. Um, so there will hopefully be able to, like. Change protocol to support more async related features like, for example, back pressure. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I think drivers will be used more and more to process large results or large streams of data. And for this, we'll definitely need something like reactive streams or reactive APIs. Um, as for the whole Neo4j, uh, I guess we're going towards a platform solution. So Neo4j will not be just a standalone database, but instead will provide like a framework within this, and within this framework, users will be able to solve their um, complicated data issues, like storing this data, querying it, processing it, performing analytics, and uh, figuring out insights from this data.
0: Exactly. That's what uh, that's what we're driving for, right? I mean, we made some big announcements on that at uh, the last Graph Connect conference. So, um, 2018 will be a big year for them.
1: Yep, hope Absolutely. so.
0: All right, Konstantin, Th- thank you so much for uh, coming on um, on the podcast. Um, we'll wrap up here, but um, as usual, we'll we'll put a bunch of links uh, in the in the podcast transcription. It's been great having you uh, as our guest. Uh, yep. Thank you so much for thank being here.
1: Thank you there. so much for
0: your time, yeah. Rick. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. And uh, I'll, um, I'll
1: look forward to seeing you uh, probably in the new year. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Happy, new year. Okay. happy New Year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Say to you. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye.